0: Hello everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I am the co-founder of Ignite DA. So glad you joined us. No matter where you find your podcast, we are there and we love having people on who are experts in their field as well as in this case, people who are really molding that next generation of dental assistants. And that's why I'm so thrilled to have Lisa Hayes on with us today. Lisa, how are you?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: I am doing great. I'm honored to, to join and, and I, w- I just want to say thank you. Uh, being a teacher, being an instructor, I know that that is a, a passion and it's also so important in today's society. So thank you for everything that you do with that.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. Absolutely. Tell our audience a little bit about yourself if you don't mind.
1: Well, I started 37 years ago um, on the island of Guam. I married a... Air Force GI and I got over there and there was a need for a pediatric dentist on the island. There wasn't any formal training on the island, but I took a real short American Red Cross course for dental assisting. I learned teeth numbers, surfaces, and that's about it.
0: Okay.
1: Right. Um, I was picked up with the pediatric dentist and that's where my um, journey started it was in 1984 on the island of Guam.
0: Very cool. I look at you now and and tell people where you are now and what you do.
1: I am now the Dental Assisting Program Director for Midwest Technical Institute in Springfield, Missouri. I also am an instructor in class and I also am a placement and externship coordinator. So uh, that means I help them find jobs and prepare them for interviews.
0: And as a native of the Tulsa area, Southwest Missouri is always a a special place to me. So it's great to talk to you on a number of levels. And you mentioned pediatrics, and I know some dental assistants, whenever they hear that, they go, ah, you know, because working with children isn't everybody's strength, but it's something that that became a passion of yours. How long did it take you to really have that become a passion?
1: Well, at the age of 19, they scared me to death in the (laughs) beginning. I was afraid to be bitten. I was, but, um, once you gain their trust, they're going to love you forever. Um, it takes a little bit to get them to trust you yeah. and it takes a special person to be empathetic enough to get them to trust you.
0: Well, and we know the world has changed a little bit since that time. And so absolutely with today's dental assistant, is that still the key is the trust and getting them to kind of be on that same level as you?
1: I believe it is i believe that they need to um be able to speak with these little people and be able to gain their trust um the big thing is a lot of little people have fears and phobias about going to doctors and dentists sure adults do
0: sure absolutely
1: (laughs) so if you're passionate enough you have patience um that you can spend time with them talk to them get down on their levels so you can see them eye to eye and speak with them i think that you can win them over and i have seen it happen to be able to win them over
0: i i believe that completely and and i know as you said we all of us you know even those of us who have been in the dental field there's times that we have that little knot in our stomach about things so
1: absolutely
0: what role do you see the assistants playing in the pediatric side of things knowing that obviously the doctor plays a role the hygienist plays a role everybody plays a role how does the assistant make sure everybody's on the same page whenever it comes to their pediatric patients
1: well in my experience i believe that the dental assistant is kind of the backbone of the dental office
0: Amen to that. we kind of
1: have our hands in everything um we assist the doctor we assist the hygienist we make sure the schedule's running smoothly i believe that somebody to be a great dental assistant um The big one that I try to preach to my students is you have to have empathy. People don't come in. You may think that they're being a pain. They're scared. You've got to talk them through it. Um, You can't be a a type of person that just gets angry because they come in scared and angry. You have to be empathetic and have passion
0: for it. Yeah. And, and I couldn't agree with you more. Dental assistants are so important to everything that goes on in the practice. And you and I both know that a lot of times they're that connection between the patient and the doctor, you know, and, and really can be that bridge. Do you, Are they as much of a bridge with the little patients as they are with the older patients in your mind?
1: I think they are because um, we. I, I remember in Guam, we used to, and I've worked pediatrics other than Guam. That was just my very most favorite job ever (laughs) Um, the parents would tell us the assistants you got them to brush their teeth I can't believe that I have been after them to brush their teeth you got them to floss their teeth they're not scared to come to the dentist and they're they're very thankful for that
0: when you create
1: a bond between the child
0: you know and you mentioned that p word the parents and we know sometimes that's a little interesting in the dental practice as well How do you work with your dental assisting students to prepare for those patients who might be very protective of their child or want to come back with their child if that's not the the protocol in the practice?
1: Well, um, there's a lot of dental offices back when I first started that parents weren't allowed to come back to the operatory. Um, It just worked out better because they listened to us better than to have a parent. Times have changed, as you have said. <laughs> um, we do allow parents. they do. There's a lot of offices to, that do. And you just have to let the parents know that I will be speaking with them so that they can listen to me. If they have too many people talking, they're not going to know who to listen to.
0: Okay. That makes so, perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Is, is that one of the biggest questions or worries that you hear from your students about working with pediatric patients i'm curious
1: yes is the parents okay how do i handle parents yeah absolutely
0: (laughs) i think that's something (laughs) experienced dental assistants want to know as well so often, yeah and 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 what is it just that setting the boundaries and making sure that those parents understand we're here to take care of your child we're going to do everything we can to help your child is that really the key to it all yes
1: um there's there, you have two different types of parents. You have the parent that wants you to get everything done. I don't care if you have to hold them down, get it done. We don't do that, right? We will traumatize them. That doesn't happen. Then there's the parent if they hear one little whimper, they don't want us to do anymore. <laughs> so you just have to play it patient by patient,
0: you know. And and, and I will say, I. I am a person who, as a child, I didn't have the greatest experience of the dental practice. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of us out there that we remember what it was like as children, and that really does impact us moving forward with our dental health, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. It sure does. It sure
0: does. So what are some of the biggest questions, maybe not just pediatric-wise, but as an educator, this next generation of dental assistants coming out, what are some of the biggest concerns, questions maybe that you hear from them that maybe some of our more veteran dental assistants who are listening to this would should prepare for if a new person's coming into their practice?
1: Um, I guess one of our biggest concerns is we it, they're a different generation. Um, I, I'm not sure that the work ethic is in every one of them, like our older generation of dental assistants are. Um, As I said before, we're the backbone of the dental office, dental assistants. We do everything. Sometimes it's hard to push my students and let them know, okay, you're going to be responsible for several things. You're not just going to be assisting chair side. Mm -hmm. So trying to get that through to some of my students, not all of them, but it is a little different trying to train them than when I used to train students that would come into our offices years ago.
0: (laughs) Makes sense. No, it does. in in that real world we know that so much is different from the classroom than in the actual practice how do you try to prepare them for the real world and things that they may really be surprised about whenever they step into their new job
1: well our students here at mti they have to do an externship in a dental office as part of our dental assisting program and we've got lots of great offices that have affiliation agreements with us and we send them out and they have to complete 225 hours
0: Excellent. So, so they are proud.
1: Absolutely.
0: That's great. Well, and, and one thing that I hear, I, I work with so many practices all over the country is about the staffing shortage about, you know, trying to find quality assistance to, to fill the void. Are, are your students already being recruited to, to yes. work in classes before they graduate? Okay. Very yes. curious about that. Yeah.
1: I would say probably 90% of my students on externship are hired at the office they do their externship at.
0: Well, that comes from good teaching, I have no doubt, as well as, you know, staffing needs. I, I don't doubt that in the very least. So it, well, it, thank you. <laughs> has it changed a lot? Uh, have you seen that change a lot through the years that, that they're more requested and needed now than maybe they were a few years ago?
1: I do. Um, I, I, I don't think it's just in dental assisting. I think it's all across the board as far as careers. But I have never. I've been here for five years, and this past year, I've had more phone calls and emails. I need a dental assistant. I need to hire somebody. We have. I've got a page right now of over forty employers just in this area that needs dental assistants right now.
0: And and that's a growing area of the country. I mean, uh, Northwest Arkansas, Southwest Missouri. It absolutely is. So, I'm curious, what's the biggest piece of advice, I'm going to put you on the spot here, the biggest piece of advice that you try to share with your assistants as they get ready to cross over into the real world for full-time?
1: The biggest piece of advice that I have, and I try to preach this to my students, is one of our things that we have here at MTI, we have core values that we try to instill in our students. Um, it's, it's pride. P is positive attitude. I is initiative. Um, R is respect, I is initiative, D is dedication, and E is excellence. So nice. you've got to have a positive attitude. Leave your attitude at the door when you come to the office, and you can pick it up on the way out. <laughs> Show respect for everybody in your office. Initiative, if you're not there to work, you're not going to work out. Dedication, you got to be dedicated, and you've got to be good at what you do.
0: i I love that i I love that acronym that's a great one i think could apply to any of us uh, Mm -hmm. no matter where we are in our dental careers i'm curious what are you hearing from your dental assisting students as far as their career goals do they want to make this a career or are they looking at this as i'm going to try this and see what comes next it may be hygiene it may be something else i'm curious
1: i have a handful of students that are going through the program to go on to dental hygiene But here in the state of Missouri, we have what's called expanded function dental assistants, Mm -hmm. and they have to pass the Missouri basic skills exam and then go on and take expanded functions. And that's what their ultimate goal usually is, is to become an EFDA.
0: And I think that's a great opportunity. Uh, My friend Tia Hunter is an EFTA up in St. Louis, and I know all the things that she could do as a dental assistant versus other states where EFTAs aren't possibilities. Uh, Missouri is a great state for that.
1: It is. It really is. That's
0: very cool. Well, Lisa, I know you know there, there's a lot that we could keep unpacking about pediatrics and the future of oh, Yeah, yeah. I, but I, I know that pe- our listeners love to pick the brains of those who come on our show. So, is there a way that they could get a hold of you or learn more about you?
1: Sure. I am at. I can give you my email. Um, it's l. Hayes at midwesttech.edu. Tech.
0: That's great. Well, Lisa, I I will tell you uh, again, as I said earlier, I appreciate you doing all this teaching and and I love that it's a passion and I love that there are still dental assisting students come through who get it. And and I know that you Mm -hmm. see that in a lot of your students that the the, future is bright for this profession.
1: I do. I I, I kind of become their mama the whole nine weeks that they're here. And I, I really want to see each and every one of them succeed. And I'm here to help them until the day I die.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that is a great thing. That's one of the many reasons why we love you. And and we're so glad you came on the show today. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Well, thank you, Kevin.
0: Absolutely. And And again, our thanks to Lisa for being on today. And thanks to all of you for listening to this episode. We know that patients, no matter their age, No matter what they bring into the practice, dental assistants are the ones who can so often be the ones who connect with them and help them understand how important their oral health is. So to all you dental assistants who, as Lisa said, are the backbone of the practice, thank you for what you do every day. We appreciate you here on the Dental Assistant Nation podcast, powered by Ignite DA. And until next time, this is Kevin Henry, the co-founder, signing off and wishing you great success ahead. Together, we rise.